Welcome to Trailer Talk 2021, a limited series by No One Likes the Tuna Industries. My name is Nick Nocera. And I'm Daryl Wong. Daryl Wong! <laughs> Ego Bodum! <laughs> you watch this new trailer? I only watched it one time. I was trying yeah. to load it up a second ago until, like, all of my shit just went into the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just watched it right before this. Uh, I mean, looks like the last trip. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so they're going to go to space, either space or underwater. That's my mm-hmm. big takeaway. There's an either space or underwater thing happening. Which we've been talking about for a long time. Fast and Furious mm-hmm. in space. Right? That's yes. been a subject of the No One Likes the Tuna podcast uh, you know, canon here. Uh, I don't know. I'm still not sold on John Cena. Yeah. I'm not sold on him. <laughs> I'm okay. I mean, I think I'm all about I mean, bring them in. Like, I know that the physical resemblance is a point of contention uh, for most people, but I mean, it's a close <laughs> enough for match you. for me. It's a close <laughs> enough match for me that doesn't. That... Uh huh. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's about the. I mean, give them a shot. They're going to make like five billion of these movies, right? So, like, just toss things at the wall and see what sticks, is basically my opinion. I mean, supposedly, right, we're getting 9, 10, 11, and that's it. That's the report. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I uh, got a little more Han this time. What was the takeaway from it? Like, I remember seeing him again, but I'm not sure in my one watch through if I got more information. Uh, the only sort of new information about Han I got was the there's a little snip where they're in the alley in either like Korea. I didn't catch what type of um, East Asian characters were on the sign, so I couldn't quite mm-hmm. tell where they were. Um, but they were in an alleyway and like they're facing down some bad goons, and the goons start dropping, and then you see like Han behind a sniper rifle. Right. And Letty's like, whoa. Um, excuse <laughs> <So>. me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that seems to be his intro in terms of like just showing up out of the blue, which I think is mm-hmm. cool. But I have no more info on like how he has survived or is alive or right. what he's going to be doing. I remember like from the original trailer, they showed the sort of cars exploding kind of sideways through buildings. Yeah. I don't remember them saying the keyword magnets. No, yeah, exactly. So which we got I'm magnet kind of, technology, which I'm for. I'm, I'm for very it. excited. I'm, I'm very... Any kind of shit, like in 8, we just watched Fast 8 again, and like the self-driving car hacking, I was vibing on this time. I was like, yeah, use it. Get the crazy talking about Put it in there. Let's do right. it. You know, <laughs> and yeah, the they've only had, like, yeah, they've only had two like main things. It's like the harpoon gun, which mm-hmm. is the original, and then the EMP. 
mm-hmm. and they've only had two real technology uses. I guess, yeah, the third would be the hacking, but I'm very excited for magnets. You've forgotten the staple, the uh, key. Yes, of course. The linchpin technology of this. <laughs> nitrous oxide? Nitrous oxide, bro. <laughs> True, true, true. True, true. It's the original. It's the original. And it is in like the first movie, the technology, like the special technology, right? Mm -hmm. Like each of these movies sort of has a special technology that they employ. And the first one is nitrous oxide. That's the OG Mm -hmm. technology, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and then I guess we can go through them. Like two is the harpoon guns, electrified harpoon guns. Yeah, the electro, yeah, the buzzer, the grenade, yeah, EMP grenades, basically. Three is drifting. Yeah, that's it. Just drift. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's drift. It's the ability to slide rubber tires along some sort of concrete or asphalt surface. Mm -hmm. Four Four is GPS. GPS. 100% GPS. (laughs) (laughs) Five, um, fingerprint scanner, barely. Yeah, kind of. I guess so. Um, winches, <laughs> just like five is like brute strength, right? Like mm-hmm. the rock punches through walls, and then they ram the tank through the wall, and yeah, five is sort of missing that element mm-hmm. maybe a little bit. They do like the welding cutter thing to cut open the train but yeah nothing in five speaks to me is like here's the fucking new ass technology we're gonna focus on a lot though well maybe they're just talking about uh tow capacity just Mm. it's sort Mm -hmm. of yeah right hauling the vault around that's sort of new yeah um and then six i mean shaw has a bunch of stuff in six I feel like, but those like ramp racers are definitely the thing that mm-hmm. sticks in my, my mind of like, here's the tech. It's car tech, but it's tech, you know? Mm-hmm. Seven, you have the uh, God's Eye. God's Eye, yeah. Yeah. Hack, super hacker device. Eight, you have the self-driving cars. Mm-hmm. That's sort of an extension of hacking, but it's a different type. And Hobbs and Shaw, you have like... Um, Enhanced humans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have the, the Etion technology. Etion technology. So, I'm excited for the magnets. That's I'm all I'm going to say. I'm excited about magnets. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm pumped about magnets, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. What else from the trailer is really like... Okay, so we got Jordana. Seems like Lucas... Um, Black is in this movie at least a, he's at a barbecue. Hmm. <laughs> hope that's all he's at. Oh, yeah. I really I hope that's the only part of the movie he's in. Because he's because he's probably still supposed to be nineteen in uh, uh-huh. the grand scheme of things. Pretty so. much. <laughs> well, this movie does take place a few years later. Okay. Because Brian. Little Brian is looks like four or five. Right, right, right. So definitely a couple years have passed. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I hope Lucas Hedges is not in the movie. If he's in the movie, it's I would say this is the only case. You guys know I'm anti-computer face technology, de-aging technology. This may be a case in which I'm, <laughs> I'd sign on to it. I would say, like, mm, let's do it. Let's right. do it. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I just want this movie to be here. I still mm-hmm. can't believe we still have two months until this movie is here. You know? It's going to be right in time for my second vaccination. I think I might be able to see this in a movie theater. Dude, you're going to, you're, you have, you have, you're going to have to see it in a movie theater. It's universal though, so is it going to streaming right away? I'm not sure. I feel like, I yes. it might be. Yeah. But. Mm. I I feel like maybe it's not. It's Universal. I think Warner Brothers were the ones who were like HBO Max were just going to throw up everything like the Wonder Woman shit and all the other crap that were King mm-hmm. Kong crap. So um I think Universal may do like a delay, but it'll be a shorter time between theaters and streaming than historically, for sure. Mm-hmm. There's no question. Mm-hmm. All the all the studios want to do it. They just all want to just be, you know, on the streaming platforms. I can't wait. I can't wait, too, man. I can't wait. I just can't wait. This movie's going to be rock. It's going to be good. It looks good. That's the thing. (laughs) It looks great. I think maybe Ramsey and Tej and Roman are in some sort of thruple situation Uh going on. Uh That seems to be the case. I'm like a big fan of Ramsey's uh, double cobra braids. Yeah. That looks yeah. so cool. Yeah, I like, like the I little did... I can't drive joke that she gets to throw out in the trailer. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about Beta the Furious. How was your watch through this week? Hmm. Not bad. I mean, I carved out some time this morning for it. I had a mm-hmm. nice little watch through. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to I was trying to think through um, sort of the breakdown conversation where Cipher is sort of breaking down uh, Dom's code. He yeah. says, and he's talking about um, changing people. Like, yo, that's who I am. I change people. Okay. Right, and yeah. I was like, mm, "That's an interesting way to describe yourself as a person, like yeah. as a motivation and as like a orienting principle of you, know, like your whole thing." It's like, "Oh yeah. yeah, I go and like, you know, I look at people as they are and I make them different." Right. Mm, that's weird. I mean, I get what he's saying. Like, I make, I change people for the better. I sort of like bring them out of themselves into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and give them values and stuff like that, but... Through racing, only. It's also like, yeah, through racing, which is the only way to do that, I think. I, think. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I don't know, but I think it is. It's like, if you ain't racing, you ain't changing, you know? Mm-hmm. That's the old... Right. People have said that for years. Um <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's sort of like a, it's like hubris, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, I change them. I change you know? people. 
They come to me, Dominic to BJ. Toretto. <laughs> I anoint them with myself. <laughs> show me how you race and all. What is this? Show you how you race. Show me how you drive. Show me, show show you me who, who you are. are. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, I had an interesting watch through today, too. I mean, it mostly blew. I had a good time with the self-driving car scene, like the New York scene. Um, but other than that, the the ice scene at the end is just too much mushy CGI for me. Mm-hmm. It just is. It's too much. I don't like... I just don't like the fucking gray, mushy mess that of CGI that mm-hmm. these things, you know, have turned into a little bit. Um, I like decent effects. It's like, get some decent effects in there. And I know it's a factory, and I know all the CGI gets smushed to the very end of production, and, like, there's a pipeline, right? Like, you can't... People think CGI is, like, sort of more magic than it is, right? Like, once you know this, it's like, it's kind of like magic, but in the way that it's like, when you see a magic trick, it looks amazing, but then once you know the secret, it's actually like, kind of like, oh, okay, that that's, cle- I mean, that's clever, I guess. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's always sort of disappointing into how it was done. Um, I remember this magician who was amazing, who had like, you know, he would like, get some sentence from the audience and then he'd have the, pull the sentence out on like a piece of paper that he had prepped in his pocket. I don't know, it was incredible. But then it was like, oh, he's got like a little printer in his pocket. Mm. And it's like, oh, that's no fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, uh, CGI is kind of like that in the way that it's like, you can't, you, you know, you just don't, like, create everything and, like, render these incredible worlds. You're, it's so much more... I mean, you do do that to a sense, but it's so much more like, all right, here's the shot. How do we, like, literally paint over this with rendered images and effects and things to, like, this image to, like, make it work? And mm-hmm. it's so much of, like, da- getting down and dirty in the technology of, like... We shoot a motion track on a camera for this shot of like a car on a green screen, so the camera pulls back and moves to the left, right? And then we take the data from that camera and we put that data into like a digital camera in the 3D effects thing so that the camera does the same movement and so that anything we do in render will fit perfectly over this one shot that we have. Um, and a lot of the time, I'm sorry I'm rambling on about this, but like a lot of the time, what ends up happening is like in the edit, you have to lock the edit to get the VSX shots really to the place of like final finishing, right? So you can't, final fin- finishing and actual rendering for the computer to like chug through the passes and like the ambient inclusion and the, and the global illumination, like all the different passes that it has to go through and think about takes fucking forever and even if you have like a super high and you have to do it frame by frame it renders one Mm -hmm. frame 
and then the next frame, and then the next frame, and then the next frame. Unchangeable. Mm-hmm. So when you do that, it means that like you have to have time to do that type of rendering and do that type of setups and lighting and all that kind of crap. And when you haven't locked your picture, when you haven't locked the edit, it's like it's anybody's guess as to which shots are going to end up in What's the final cut up. and which ones yeah. you need to focus on and which one, you know, so there's a pipeline issue of like it gets all backed up in the edit and then like the VFX finishing gets pushed, smushed and smushed and smushed and smushed until it has too little time at the end. Hmm. Is there, is it just like the on, on the snow, like chase scene in the, yeah. in Russia? Yeah, that's the one I had a hard time with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly like that one looks looks better to me than the New York one because really? when I when I watch it, I I think about it looks to me like um like the cars dot com commercial, like the one from years, but like a Super Bowl commercial where they're like, oh, having trouble finding like a used car, and then the person will like commercial. Yes, yeah, like and they would like split bug. off, and then yeah. when you narrowed your search, there'd be like one red car left or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's what it looks like to me because mm. I right the city the city itself looks recognizable, but the cars move weird. Cars they move do a little, bit a little bit. There's a little bit like rubberized rubber car, especially when they're crashing around corners, and some of them are like sort of flipping over. The weight of it doesn't really do anything and that's hard to do from a vfx mm-hmm. standpoint because these things don't actually have any weight to them so you have to like animate weight into them which is mm-hmm. a fucking difficult thing to do and like physics engines and physics simulators are not a hundred percent accurate mm-hmm. all the time right so that's really hard I agree with you, but I also think that scene works better in that, like, it has enough practical shit, like, cut in the middle of it. Like, all those cars smashing through the, um, smashing through, like, the dealership, the dealership and stuff like that. And, and the cars in the garage that are, like, backing up, turning on and backing up. And the car driving away from the meter maid trying to give it, uh... Uh, sorry, meter person. I don't know if meter mm. maid's like a real <laughs> good term anymore. Mm-hmm. The parking enforcement officer, right? Uh, driving away from the parking enforcement. All those are real enough that like the other stuff, when it gets a little smushy, it's like quick, and I don't mind it as much. Mm-hmm. Right. The iceberg shit is like five cars that are sometimes real and sometimes fake. Mm-hmm. But when they're real, they're on a green screen and they're like, everything around them is fucking fake. Right. And when they're fake, they're just like driving on fake fake cars, driving on fake snow with a big fake submarine behind them and big fake explosions and big, you know, it's just like it's all, there's a certain like, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm sure there's an industry term for this, but like almost a fuzziness around VFX, like w- big VFX things that I can only attribute to, like, time. Like, there's some sort of mushiness that just doesn't quite get cleared up. Either it was like it had to get rendered out quicker or it had to... You know, Mm -hmm. I just, like, I don't know. I don't know. Or they put passes on it to sort of, like, clean up some of, like, the choppy 
VFX work. I don't know, but it looks mushy to me. Yeah. I was, like, in the Russia scene specifically, Dom is driving that, like, super, that supercharger thing that's got a wide-body kit and a, uh, yeah, like a rocket engine on the back. Mm -hmm. And he he does this one scene where he drives through a warehouse. Right. And that's the same... You know, it's the same warehouse that they drive through. They have that big old scene in Hobbs and Shaw in that just looks terrible. Yeah, and it looks bad. It, um, did you ever watch that movie Death Race? Wasn't no. Kind of, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was a, isn't Jason Statham yeah, in that Statham's movie? Yeah, Statham's in that movie, yeah. Yeah, but I saw, when I watched that, I, I think I watched Death Race 1. I think there's a sequel to it as well. Mm-hmm. I watched them in the past, but it gives it has that whole, um, yeah, kind of like that grungy future sci-fi look to it. Right. That, the whole Death Race movie, and yeah. when I watched sort of Dom driving through kind the of warehouse, Mad Max feel. yeah, but like yeah. Mad Max, like it had the, the grittiness of the desert and uh-huh. the like. Yeah, I mean the actual stunts in that movie, like. Are very obvious. This yeah, because they did them in camera. Right. Right. But he's driving through. He catches the chain in the air, and like you see these two super fake uh, armored armored vehicles like tumble behind them, and just you know, it's a that's exactly the type of scene you would see in a death race and or death yeah. race two type movie. I can't. I've never seen it, but was death race a good movie? Um, I, and I remember I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It just bugs me nowadays. Mm-hmm. I guess it didn't used to, I don't know, I don't know, it just bugs me nowadays. And, and the weird thing is, like, I'm sort of indiscriminate about when it bugs me. I don't have, like, set, I don't have a, I don't have a code mm. <laughs> of when it bugs me and when it doesn't, you know? Like, I watched that Snyder Cut. And I think that they were allowed, like, pipeline-wise, they just, like, it was all VFX. They just spent, like, seven months, like, cranking out the best visual effects that they could. And those shots look fucking great, mm-hmm. right? Like, those, to me, I mean, those to me, who's a schlub, but, like, those shots look great to me. Like, and all the character faces look great to me. They just look, like, totally amazing. And even, like, King Kong versus Godzilla, like, the effects are smushy, but, like, I was so into the gorilla punching Godzilla that, like, I had a good, I had a good time anyway. You know, mm-hmm. I had a good time anyway. But the Russia, I guess the real sin of the Russia scene is that, like, it's just uninteresting to me. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, five cars driving ahead of a submarine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I think the... I think knowing in the knowing in the back of your mind that the actual submarine part is impossible, yeah. I think like delegitimizes even if you had better VFX, like knowing that they could not have done that in real life if they wanted yeah. to, makes I, it yeah, I agree, intangible. I agree. I agree. It just seems like out of out of the realm of. I, I know these movies are like wild, but like. I don't know. It seems this one just got me. 
Sometimes mm-hmm. it gets me. Sometimes the mm-hmm. like craziness of these movies gets to me a little bit. It doesn't bring me in. We'll see how oh. they do in space in Fast 9. Somebody just honked outside my door. Um, yeah, the one other thing I want to talk about in this movie actually is kind of a small part. I want to talk about the haka that the girls' soccer team does, at the Red Dragons do. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So this was really interesting. I was watching the beginning of this movie with Ellie before she got bored and walked away. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she noticed something I had never noticed before, which is that the haka that they do in the beginning is um, kamate is a, like a kamate, which is a haka that the All Blacks do before there. It's like a very common haka. That they, the All Blacks do before all their matches. Um, mm-hmm. And the All Blacks have another one that was written. That The Kamate was written in like 1820, right? Um, and the Hakka is like uh, sort of like an ancient and ancestral Maori. It's not quite a war dance. It's like an... I, I mean, again, I'm not the person... <laughs> Like, I'm reading this off of Google partly, and partly, you know, I saw a play about the haka last week, so I'm not the authority about this. But um, they're commonly called war dances, but they're not quite war dances all the time. Sometimes, like, the haka is used in a ceremonial way. Ha is breath, and ka is fire. So it's kind of like, an, uh, like it's not like a th- threatening thing in the sense that we think about it, it's like a, or a challenge thing. It's like, it's kind of like, uh, kind of is like a challenge, right? It's not like a threat. It's like a challenge. It's like a thrown mm-hmm. down to the challenge here. So, um, anyway, so I read about that haka because the haka is an important thing. It's like not, a, you don't just like fucking fuck around and do a fucky haka and like, you know, be on with your day. It's like an important shit. Uh, and it doesn't get done without like respect. So they actually, I don't know where the scene was filmed, but Dwayne Johnson lived in New Zealand for a bit and obviously was exposed to Hakka Samoans, which the rock is of Samoan descent, have a different type of challenge dance or war dance. And that I was looking up is called the Siva Tau. Uh, which is a Samoan, it's almost like the Samoan version. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kamate, like, apparently The Rock is the one who was like, let's do, he went to F. Gary Bray and was like, hey, could they do like Kamate, the Hakka? Like, he had obviously been exposed to Hakka, like, growing up, especially in New Zealand. Um, so, I just thought it was like an interesting little tidbit that they were doing a New Zealand and Maori, like a Maori haka versus a Samoan Siva Tau, which was like Dwayne Johnson's thing. And apparently they got like blessing from uh, from, uh, the Maori elders to do the haka in the movie. So I thought that was like cool and respectful. Um. Most times, I think, and this is one last thing I want to say about it, most times, I believe, the haka is done barefooted, but with sports teams, including the All Blacks, I 
think they do the haka with shoes on. So that was like the one thing in my mind. When I learned that, when I, Ellie mentioned that it was like the kamate, I was like, don't they do that with shoes on? Like, isn't that the shoes off mm. for sure kind of thing? And they had all had sneakers on. But then I was like, oh, yeah, all blacks do them with their shoes on too, I believe. Hmm. So that is it. And then the all blacks also do another haka. They do, sometimes they do kamate and sometimes they do kapa opango. I'm sure I'm fucking up that pronunciation. And that's the one where they like draw their their thumbs against their necks, which mm-hmm. I learned. This is just interesting shit I learned. <laughs> I'm thrown out there. <laughs> but apparently it's not the, I was reading an article or like an interview with Derek Lardelli, who's the writer of that haka, who's talking about it's not about like slitting throats, right? Like that gesture is about, um, it's about, again, it's about the ha, the breath, and taking the breath from the, your left side of, of your body and, like, drawing that breath through your organs and your lungs and your heart and all the other vital parts of your body, Whoa. across your body, like, and filling yourself up with, like, that air, you know, Whoa. and that breath and be ready for the challenge. So I thought that was rad as shit. I'm not the authority on this shit. Please don't take my word for it. I like Googled a couple articles about it. But I um, I did think it was cool. And I also think it's cool that the haka that they do is like a real haka. And that they mm-hmm. like practiced it and they got it. And they did like kapa haka, which is like learning to do it. Uh, and, and, dan- and doing haka dance. So, um... Yeah, they like I. I don't know. I just like I'm. I dug it. That's After pretty cool. I, I usually roll my eyes at the scene in terms of like because it's almost used as a joke. But um, I also think it's uh, it's cool that they like went through the 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 you know they they did the mahi and they like went through it and like uh, talked to the Maori and about like can we do this and what's the right way to do this kind of thing. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. And That's pretty rad. As we'll see next week, they do, I believe the one they do in Hobbs and Shaw is a Siva Tao, which is the Samoan version. Hmm. So I'll do some more Googling about that. Cool. Yeah. Fire breath. Respect. Yeah, for appropriate sure. For a sports, a sport, uh, appropriate for a sporting context. I think. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And if you've ever watched world-class rugby, you know that the All Blacks, who are New Zealand's rugby team, do the Kamate Haka before every match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty rad. What else you got? Mm, light on other things, yeah. except does... I don't know. Do we talk about this before? So does Hobbs know that Baby Brian exists? Like, does does he know that hmm. Elena is pregnant? Or... I don't think so. No, because he doesn't know Cipher. He doesn't know who Cipher. Nobody really knows that Cipher is involved until they figure out it's Cipher. And Ramsey's like, no, but Cipher's an organization. Mm-hmm. And the nobodies are like, not according to this intel right here. Mm-hmm. 
But like that baby is alive. So are we, are <laughs> we <laughs> that baby is alive and Elena would have had to have been pregnant for Oh, I see what you're nine saying. Nymos, right? Oh, I did catch this though. I caught this. Uh-huh. I caught this because I had subtitles on this watch through. So here's the deal. Timeline wise. And I don't quite think it makes sense or like clicks in right, but right before Letty was right they got pregnant in wherever they were, Barcelona or were like wherever they were hanging out. Yeah. Um, where Hobbs came and showed him the picture of Letty in six. Elena got pregnant then. Then he went off to his Letty shit. Then they came back and um, she says like we got pregnant right before Letty came back and then you guys went on your right before you and then you guys went on your honeymoon. Right? And I was going to tell you when you got back from your honeymoon but I got captured by Cypher. So she, I think, has been in that box for a while. Wow. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Because is Cuba the honeymoon? Mm, no. Yeah, because their honeymoon they... is when they got married. Oh, right. Their honeymoon. Cause they because they got married in... Uh, Dominican Republic. Oh, yeah. And then, right. And the, but, but that Michelle, was in four. Exactly. But Letty doesn't remember anything until yeah. the end of seven. Yeah. At which point they must have gone on their honeymoon Got right remarried after remarried and went on their honeymoon to Cuba. Right. right. Yeah. So I think Cuba's the honeymoon. So I don't think she's been in that box for that long. Maybe a couple of weeks. Maybe a couple of weeks. But then, oh wait. then, Dom. <laughs> okay, so Cuba can't be the honeymoon. Cuba's not the honeymoon. They went on a different honeymoon, not the Cuba, way no, before. No, that's not possible, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, so she has been in that box. The, whole, the kid has lived his whole life in the box. Oh, my goodness. That's what I think I, like, popped out to me today, is that mm-hmm. the kid has been in the box forever. The kid believes the whole world is this box. No. <laughs> yes. I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure Cypher doesn't want to live in that plane. They have to park that thing somewhere, they gotta refuel, right? That's not like a Yeah, but you don't stays think Elena out of for, the box for that. You know? It's like, oh, we're gonna go get some tacos, but just like <laughs> hang out in the box. <laughs> we'll we'll bring you one. We'll bring you something. We'll yeah. bring you something. What do you, want? what do you want? Never mind. We what don't do care. You want? We'll give you whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Um. I got nothing else. You want to do shout outs? Sure. All right. We have a little segment on the show called Shoutouts. Shoutouts. Well, these movies have been a lot of product placement. We figured we'd have some free, genuine product placement for ourselves. So, this week, I want to shout out to Chris Wittor. 
Who's person? Great thing? question. <laughs> Company. Company. But also, I discovered in my interaction with this company, person. Oh, okay. So, this is like, there's two, this is like the second um, old British car parts website that I use. Like, there's nice. Rimmer Brothers, which is like the main one that people know. Um, but their shipping is so fucking expensive to New Zealand. I like was looking around for an alternative. I found this guy, Chris Wittor, W I T O R, Witter mm-hmm. maybe, maybe just Witter, Chris Witter, and ordered some parts of him, and his shipping was way cheaper. Mm-hmm. But I was like emailing him about this order that I had of like, hey, could you just give me an update on this? And he was like, oh yeah, the shipping was a little more expensive, and also. Uh, like this part that you had is not gonna like match your model. You have an MK2 and you purchase an MK1 part, and mm-hmm. I was like, first of all, thanks, dog. Like, mm-hmm. that's cool. Thank you for like looking at my shit, like specifically. You know, mm-hmm. appreciate that level of service. It was like, if we take that part off, that'll cover the rest of the shipping, and we just won't have to do another transaction. And I was like, cool. I'm down with that. Shipped. Got here in a week. Shit was exactly what I needed. Bing, bang, boom. The other thing was like, he signed the email. Sincerely. Chris. I was like, oh, so this is just like a guy in his garage. <laughs> you know? Nice. Doing his thing. Uh, and I, I just like wanted to give a shout out to him because his prices are like very comparable to the other place. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little pricier, sometimes it's way a little cheaper, and his shipping prices are really good over to uh, us over here. Mm-hmm. And um, is he based in the United States? He's based in the UK. Got it. Yeah, and um, I just like thought he was a nice guy, and like the customer service was really good. And if you're looking for like Triumph parts or MG parts or Rover parts, or um, I think he's got Aston stuff on there, maybe any mm-hmm. kind of old ass British car. Chris Wittor is kind of your guy. Witter, Chris Witter, Chris Wittor, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's your guy. Um, so shout out to him. Shout out to his uh, one man band going over there. I always uh, appreciate people like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Very nice. So, um, my shout-out is almost exactly the same, but for my hobby, which is bicycles. Nice! <laughs> I love this. I love this. Yeah, so mine is almost exactly the same. I purchased some, t- yeah, you can kind of see back here. I purchased some high-performance bicycle tires Dude, for myself and for Jess. And I put them on my bike and... The they look so good, it made my wheel set look bad. So I was like, all right, I gotta get new wheels in order to sort of get the full effect here. The same level, exactly. And purchasing a bicycle wheel is not always straightforward because it takes a yeah, it takes an expert to build a high quality wheel, and you know, for it to last a long time. And I had been curious. So there's a yeah, there's like an there's a shop, and this is a shout-out. It's for a shop called Velomine, velomine.com. They're based in Colorado, mm-hmm. and they have, like, a pretty serious eBay store presence, which mm-hmm. is 
yeah, it's sometimes a red flag because yeah, yeah, you're not Agreed. sure if those yeah. if those are going to be sort of up to snuff or not. Yeah. But I did a little research and I found they had the product that I liked and the build and like spec that I wanted, so I went for it and love them so far. Good. Ship really quick, two days and. Same thing. It's run by like a couple guys in Colorado. I like went on their website. It looks like it's like a yeah. It looks like a house. It looks like they work. They operate out of a house, but they have pictures of their little just like stock room. It's just like so cool. Like my dad collects a lot of old like vintage like bicycle parts. So his house is starting to kind of look like this, but just yeah. like yeah, like uh, racks full of like small stacks of very nice components. And Dude, these guys rolls. just like. They kind of specialize in wheel wheels and parts, and they do a very nice job. So, yeah, I've been – I got this – it's not a fancy wheel set. It's kind of like a modern but, like, budget-type wheel set that can I'm be upgraded. I'm looking at it in more. the background. It looks great. Yeah, yeah. See, look, glint off the – Ooh, yeah, off yeah. the braking service there. Yeah. yeah. So, is that what really that happy with these. Slice of the wheel is called? It's called the braking mm-hmm. service? A braking surface, yeah. Surface, it's yeah. like a, it's an aluminum rim made by Velocity. It's painted black, but when they machine the braking surface, it gives yeah. it uh, just a better stopping power. Bro, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. What are they called again? So Velomine.com. Velomine.com. Check them out. Chris Wittor. Chris Witter. <laughs> I can't fucking deal with that. <laughs> Uh, Chris Witter, I think it's just chriswitter.com. Maybe on my side. Could be. If you Google Chris Witter, W-I-T-O-R, you'll get this guy. And he's mm-hmm. got the parts. And I also appreciate his website is fantastically organized. Mm-hmm. Right? River Bros, it's tough, you know? It's just... It's really tough sometimes. But Chris's is like, I know exactly where to go to get to the specific part of the car I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So I'm into that. Um, yeah, that's it. Let's end this pod the old-fashioned way. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can do that at Nolt Podcast, N-O-L-T-T. We are on Instagram. Uh, no one likes to tune a podcast. You can send us an email. No one likes to tune a podcast at gmail.com. Uh, my home address. No. <laughs> uh, my. Oh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify and Stitcher. All the other garbage out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else? Oh, Patreon. Patreon. Patreon.com slash No One Likes to Tune a Podcast. We got a bunch of special episodes up there, and uh, you can vote on our in betweeners. That's Which we will not right be now. happy. <laughs> so. Uh, We're skipping right. the in betweener on the path to Fast Nine. Oh, we are doing that. I was going to announce it next week, but we might as well announce it this week. Unfortunately, in order to time it, this is such a stupid thing to do. In order to time it for the release of Fast 9, we're going to skip the in-betweener. Then we're going to watch 1 through 8 plus Hobbs and Shaw. And then 
hopefully I've done the math right, where the weeks work out where the release of Fast 9 will be the week we're supposed to cover it in order for the next cycle. So we're skipping the in-betweener in order to hit that date, and then we'll do two in-betweeners between Fast 9 and the next cycle. Oh, wow. That's going to be a good month. Yeah, it's going to be a (laughs) solid, solid, solid month. So, yeah. We got a lot to get through before we can get through that. And like skipping the idea of skipping the in betweener on this cycle fills me with absolute fucking horrible dread. Like existential fear. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's going to happen. So, see where it goes. Anyway, buddy, I hope you have a great week. Thank you. You as well. Till next time. <laughs>